He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What's up, all you crazy, crazy slick talkers? I'm so excited for this episode. Finally getting back into the interview rhythm. Uh, I know I told you guys that I was not going to be doing interviews for a while until I felt like the guest was special or that I was just having really good conversations with people that I wanted to have on a recorded conversation. And that's why we're here. So introducing Victor, who is the co-founder of Tangy Management out in Miami. This guy, when I met him in Miami back earlier this year, he was just a natural, genuine person the moment we shook hands. He just had this vibe, this energy about him where I could tell, like, this guy cares about how he represents himself, how he represents his friends, his family, his coworkers, and just carries himself well. And we had a really good conversation, and it was really awesome. And from there, thinking about more what's happening in the industry, I just felt like he was going to be a great guest for this show, and here we are today. So introducing Victor, like I said, Give this episode a listen, but before you do, we have to give an amazing shout out to all of our podcast sponsors. So if you don't know, we have four sponsors on the show, and I promise I'm not going to rant on for four plus minutes on all of them, but listen, hostfully.com, safely.com, jetstreamtech.io, and minute.com all are linked in the show notes. And if you don't know who these companies are, you need to, especially if you're in the short-term rental industry. A quick brief, Hostfully, their guidebooks are amazing. Digital guidebooks no longer are the days of these printed manuals that guests have to wait to check in to actually experience the property, the community, the destination as a whole. No longer are the days. Get your guidebooks with Hostfully. And then, of course, JetStreamTech.io or just JetStream in my eyes. Um, they're amazing. They do all the front end work that you don't want to do or have to do. You can take care of turning over the properties, getting the new inventory that you're really wanting in your destination and letting Jetstream handle the rest from revenue management to guest communication. You name it. They got you. Also, safely.com has been such a big lifesaver for us. I know for my management company, anytime linens, plates, anything gets ruined, a couch, we can take a picture, upload our claim through Safely, and they take care of it, pay us out within three days, and we replace anything that was damaged or broken or lost during a guest stay. It's amazing. The guests pay for it as well. It's embedded into their rate. You have to check them out. Amazing stuff. And then, of course, Minute. Here's Minute, our newest sponsor, and they are so cool. Uh, getting to know them you know, every week has been so fun, and they've created a special offer for Slick Talk listeners only. So if you have one to five properties, go ahead to the link in the show notes and make sure that you use that link because you're going to get three months free. And then if you have more than five units, guess what? Reach out. Just let them know that you heard this special offer on Slick Talk. And they're going to take care of you and they're going to get you even better pricing for your amount of devices and properties that you are needing. So how cool is that? 
Thank you so much to all of our sponsors. And now, as we're getting queued up for the episode, get ready to hear Victor's story. And if you like his story, not to shameless plug, but guess what? You can meet him in person at the Book Direct Show in Miami this October 18th and 19th. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there. We're doing our Destination Air Awards. So if you haven't nominated and you're going to be there, then go ahead and nominate yourself or somebody that you know fits the Destination Air standards. And now I promise I'm done talking. Here's the episode. Welcome, Victor. And I can't wait for you to listen. Let's go. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And I have an amazing guest today, which I feel rare to say now because of all the episodes I've been very solo or repurposed from a conference. But Victor, who is one of the co-founders and managing director of Tangy Management based out in Miami. So, Victor, I'm super excited to have you, my friend, to join me on the podcast. Uh, We did get to meet in person before this whole Hey, let's do an episode together. Conversation right. happens. So that was awesome. Um, yeah. But welcome to the show and excited to have you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Well, you know, thank you for, for having me. We did meet um, a couple of months back and it was a great intro. Um, that's where we, we created the, the friendship and I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you, you having me on. Of course. Well, I think our initial conversation in Miami kind of is what struck that, you know, I need to get this guy on the podcast just because I think you have a really interesting story but you're very like your passion for hospitality in general really does shine through um everyone that i've talked to that knows you has not spoken nothing but like great amazing things so yeah so you you come very highly recommended uh (laughs) in in the industry uh so i would love to hear just kind of where does everything begin for you where does this one passion for hospitality but what was your first exposure into what we call, you know, short-term rentals and yeah. hotels and all this other stuff. Absolutely, yeah. This beautiful world um, that we call hospitality. It's, uh, you know, I, I listen to your to your podcast, um, and we actually share a lot of things in common. Um, you know, we have a background uh, like most of us in, in hospitality, specifically in the hotel world. Uh, so, you know, right from 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 the beginning, I started my first job ever was actually in a in a in a luxury hotel in the driving range because it was a golf resort. So my okay. first, uh, my first job ever was just picking up golf balls, uh, having, having clients, you know, uh, happy and guests, uh, guests happy and, and, and assuring that they have everything they need. Uh, I was playing baseball all my life. So I was, you know, an athlete growing up. I really wanted to pursue that. Uh, then injuries happen. Like, you know, most athletes, I'm, I'm sure the story is, uh, is this common with most. Uh, yeah. And then I had to, you know, kind of uh, refocus into really what I was doing or what I wanted to do. And I really liked hospitality. I always thought, you know, I, I love people. I like, um, you know, getting, helping people and, and getting things done and, and assisting in any way I can. So I said, you know, I think this is for me. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, that was about 
uh, yeah, that was when I was 16. I am 29 now. So that was a good, uh, 14, 15 years ago. Um, yeah. so right, right then and there, my first job was at uh, PBX, which I'm sure you're probably familiar. It's a, oh yeah, I, the phone operator. Oh yeah. So that's, that's really where, where, where I felt, uh, the hospitality, you know, skills setting in, uh, mostly a lot of questions, a lot of requests, um, you know, and, and people are interested in either staying in the hotel, et cetera, or, you know, having a, to, uh, to transfer them to, to other places. It's really where I honed down, you know, the verbiage of the hospitality, the yes, sir, the, the yes, man, the absolutely. And that's uh, my pleasure. And then my pleasure. Yeah. Very strict on those, uh, especially coming from a luxury, luxury hotel. And that's really where, where the passion started. Um, you know, from there I moved on to, to front of house. Uh, so I was working at, at a, as a front desk agent for some time, I moved as a supervisor and that's when i started growing i moved as a supervisor for uh the the front of house which is basically was managing all of la and then also the the dome uh after that you know i wanted to continue growing you know i had really a dream of becoming a general manager and learning as much as i could um while i was in the hotel and they they started up uh, a new department called attache so basically it's a really fancy word for vip services so okay. First time. Nice. Yeah. It's the first time that hotels, uh, had these services and I got had the pleasure to work with, uh, you know, one of my, one of my mentors and, and I love her. Her name is Charlotte Rose. And now she still works at, uh, at, at the hotel that I'm speaking of. Um, and she basically, you know, tasked me the, the, um, the opportunity to be able to open this, uh, this, this new department up, uh, mm -hmm. we were able to set up, you know, a lot of, uh, VIP arrivals. We were able to, uh, to, to set up a lot of cool and neat things for, for guests arriving. Um, and that's really where the, the, the switch for me turned on. Cause you know, one thing was servicing guests and, and assisting and, and any requests or any, anything they need at, you know, setting any disputes, et cetera. But then, you know, the, the thinking ahead, you know, being proactive and when, when, when these VAPs were coming, you know, we were getting more acquainted. It's a little bit of more of a personal uh, relationship with these VIP guests because we want to, you know, surprise them. Maybe when they get here, their favorite, um, I don't know, their favorite water is, is, up, is, uh, is a Fiji water. We'll have that there, their daughters, you know, favorite treats, et cetera. Um, and we'll do a lot of neat and cool things like that. Um, the hotel that I, that I was referring to is, uh, the Trump national Doral here in Miami. Okay. Um, so we also had a lot of, uh, a lot of cool setups and cool, uh, things that we were doing for the family, for the, the Trump family itself. Mm -hmm. Um, so we started the department went really well. I loved it. Uh, but again, my curiosity, you know, was still, was still, was still intact. I wanted to, yeah. to expand and see what else was out there. Um, so a neat opportunity came about, uh, for, for sales. So that's okay. when I moved into, uh, the sales department, I was a, a leisure, um, coordinating manager for the, for the department. Um, basically I had three three uh, golf sales and also leisure uh, sales managers that I was assisting and coordinating um, once their guests arrived to the property. So very similar to the VIP service, but now there's a, a component of, uh, you know, the selling portion. Uh, yeah. So, with, you know, doing a tour around the, the property, also maintaining and creating that connection um, and then, you know, seeing what their needs are as they're coming in with 100, 150 uh, members and groups. And sometimes, you know, most of these groups, their needs are different. So yeah. then and there, we're doing a lot of coordination. Um, and, and again, you know, I, I that's a, an, an even bigger switch 
from VIP service because now I'm creating not only you know a, a relationship with uh, with VIPs, but now I'm really I'm creating a relationship, a forever relationship really, uh, because this was more in a personal, more in a personal environment, and a lot of people that I still communicate uh, with to to this day. So, um, you know that 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 really kind of drove the passion through. Um, so so from then, uh, there was. A, a bit of change um, in the in the hotel, and that's when you know, right when uh, Trump began uh, running for president, and a lot of things were were changing around. Um, and I knew if I ever wanted to, you know, exceed and grow, um, seeing what's out there, not only you know what's in our bubble and our in our hospitality world, and I'm pretty sure you're you're familiar with that. Seeing what else yeah. is out there, <laughs> yeah. And and, uh, and and that's when I said, you know, the curiosity hit again, and that's when uh, an interesting. Um, an, in, an interesting uh, opportunity came about, and it's with mm-hmm. with Steve Turk, which uh, you you're familiar with, and that's uh, that's our buddy. He's actually our uh, my partner now, Tandy's uh, partner, um, and he opened up a staffing company um, mm-hmm. that was running successfully for a couple of years. They needed a staffing manager. Um, that basically they were staffing uh, positions for different positions for all uh, hotels around here in, in South Florida. Uh, so he he offered us uh, offered me the the position itself, um, and I loved it. Uh, you know that's when I was able to get into different hotels, learn how different procedures were done in different you know hotels. Not every hotel is very similar. We're working with you know tons of uh, luxury hotels here in, in Miami and staffing anything from like waiters all the way to to you know front office managers, um, etc. So and and really that was the first touch of. Uh, the entrepreneur, um, you know, lifestyle and, and small business and startup, uh, really, you know, kind of, um, started for me. And that's where, again, going back to me always being curious, um, you know, I, I really started loving that. And I started asking Steve a lot of questions, you know, a lot of, uh, finance questions. I started asking him a lot of, you know, business question and, and sales and closing deals, et cetera. And, um, and I think he saw that and he noticed, uh, you know, I, I, wanted to when I first saw in the future I wanted to probably you know dabble into that myself as well um, so and then that's where the vacation rental uh, portion portion kind of uh, kicked off and started um, that's where my interest uh, garnered from Airbnb and for for verbal etc well so, say before before we jump into that yeah. I want I want to kind of pull some Please. pieces apart and just kind of dive into a little bit more um, it's very fascinating. Like you, you're hundred percent right. Like we do have a ton of similarities when it comes to our backgrounds. And, um, for, for you, you said the, the switch really kicked off in the VIP service, you know, department when you started that, what was that switch for you? Was it kind of giving you that entrepreneurial environment to kind of create a brand new department? Um, so it wasn't like being handed to you of, you know, here's our SOPs, here's this, here's that. Like you guys had to pretty much create this from scratch. So what was that switch for you that really kind of triggered this? Like, I freaking love this. Like, I, I don't want to do, like, I don't want to go into any other space or industry. Uh, what was right. that switch? It, it was definitely when I, I had that freedom. They gave me the keys basically to, to go off and, uh, you know, create a department, start a team. Um, and really when I started seeing everything evolve and all of our planning and all of our, our strategies becoming uh, what they are now, you know, it's, uh, it's really where, when I saw that and, and, and I really started loving, you know, having my own team, having that freedom, um, and, and that creativity, that's where, where that, that sparked, 
Um, I love everything and, and every aspect of that, that position. It's really one of the, you know, those growth positions, um, that, that really kicked off everything that, that position in itself, um, you know, we had templates from other hotels, uh, you know, they, they had Trump in Chicago, um, in, in Vegas, et cetera. So we, we, we were able to build off of that template, but here, you know, in Miami where it's a completely different clientele, uh, as you I could see. imagine <laughs> Miami, it's a. It's much different than, than, than other states. So the expectation, um, is completely different. Um, yeah. so, so being able to be creative with that was, 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 you know, one of its own. I love that. And, uh, I, I guess, tell us about Tangy. So uh, getting into the start of Tangy, um, getting to meet Steve, who's now your partner in this business. Um, you know, shout out to Steve Turk uh, all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, but I was going to say for, for you, now that you're in this environment, right? Like short-term rentals and hotels, they have one of the same thing, which is hospitality at the core, right? Right. But the infrastructure from operations to technology and a bunch of other things are a little bit different. Right. So what did you carry over from your experience at the, like what, I guess, maybe big takeaways from your your starting career um, that really carried it over into like the brand and how you guys operate and present yourselves um, is there anything in particular that you're like, if I didn't learn this, maybe Tangy wouldn't be as successful or maybe we wouldn't be where we are today based off of a core learning along the way? Of course. Yeah. And you said it yourself. You know, I, I say to a lot of people, uh, we're basically managing a hotel, you know, just the only difference is the, the properties are not the same um, and everything is spread it out. Uh, basically, it's a, it falls into the same, the same category in a sense. Uh, the 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 core, I think the core um, experience and learn, learning experience that I, that I gathered from the hotel uh, definitely was a lot of processes. So a lot of, you know, uh, creating standards in place, you know, that, that goes from uh, anything from, from the cleaning to how we communicate with guests to how we handle, you know, complaints or, or any requests from, from guests specifically. Uh, those processes was basically, you know, copied and, 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 and pasted onto what we're doing here. And that's what has created, you know, successful, um, operations for us in the company. Um, and everything flows a lot better, uh, as you could imagine, you know, we have to go to a property, you know, 10, 20 miles away. We want to make sure that, uh, the guests have any requests, um, for, for that property. We want to make sure that, you know, we have something central that our team can go and pick up any items that the guests are, are requesting. If there is a, a guest complaint, you know, we have steps and procedures on how, how those, uh, those are handled. Usually they're, they're finished with a, a, a warm, you know, uh, personal touch, uh, a little gift as an apologies. And, and that, that really stems from a hotel, um, mm -hmm. and, and basically where all of that was learned. What's the biggest thing you've learned outside of it that weren't, you know, you never learned in hotels. What was the vacation rental, you know, exposure, what happened to you, um, going in, you know, saying like, okay, it's, you're hundred percent right. This is the way we looked at it too, is, you know, we're, we're starting a hotel company basically, basically. We're spread out and right. no property is going to be exactly the same floor exactly. plan or, or design. But, um, for, for you guys, what was a big vacation rental learning that you made that maybe didn't expect or never learned in the hotel side of things? Right. So I, I think one of them, the one of them that really, you know, uh, uh, caught my attention right as soon as we're starting is the, is the relationship with the owners, uh, themselves. Uh, so I never really in the hotel had to deal with, you know, direct owner of, of the properties. Yes. In a, in a service level. Yes. Uh, definitely did. 
but that was, you know, the managing director and the, and the general manager that held that, um, that relationship. Uh, so now, you know, the focus on, um, on, a, on an owner itself is, it's completely caught me kind of by surprise in a sense, because the, the owners, each owner has a different expectation. Each owner has a different, uh, a need. Um, so when you're managing, you know, 40, 50 properties and we, we have individual owners, uh, that relationship is really important. Uh, you know, I like to tell them that it, it's, this is not more, you're not hiring a management company, you're hiring a partner. Um, it's really, that's what, what we want to do, but that relationship, um, which just stems a little bit as well from that customer service, um, you know, ensuring that they're happy and, and, and their expectations are met. Um, there's a lot of different, uh, personalities that you, you know, you have to, uh, to overcome and, 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 and deal with, uh, but that's big surprise and something that I didn't, you know, necessarily learn from the hotel side, uh, that yeah. I learned here on the vacation rental side. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, how do you guys manage that today now with all the personalities and, uh, remind me how many properties I know you guys have been growing so much. So remind me like how many properties are you guys at now and how do you manage owner relations now that you guys have grown, um, pretty significantly in the last few years? Yeah, good. Great question. Yes. Yeah, so the, the right now we're at 42 properties. Um, we started back in May, 2018. Uh, so we're at four years under about. We're growing as, as we go, we're, we're, you know, refocusing more, uh, before we were, you know, doing a lot of residential, um, yeah. and we're doing a lot of, you know, um, condos, but we noticed, you know, condos, maybe it's condominiums or not our niche, uh, we're, we're gonna, you know, really rely on the, the residential homes and now, uh, even more so multifamilies. And that's really where it has taken off the multifamily, um, uh, area of it. So a lot of, uh, investors, you know, during, during the pandemic and all of the markets and, and all of the changes, you know, a lot of investors are really interested in the Miami market. Um, and we were working with several, um, and this has been a relationship, uh, that started, you know, for, for a year, year and a half already. So, and we've been working with these, uh, with these investors and owners, um, purchasing multifamily homes, uh, purchasing, um, and doing full renovations of them as well. And then also boutique style, uh, uh homes as well, or boutique style. Uh, hotel. So we're, we're working right now with actually a 14 unit uh, property, very close to, um, to, to our local area here in Coral Gables. Um, if you're familiar with it, so we're working on a, you're familiar with it. I would say I'm not, if, no, uh, if you, you get to check it out. Yeah. Point me on the map. Yeah. So it's a little West of, uh, like the Brickle area. So really close to oh. little Havana and Cayocho. So those are areas that are really growing. So that 14 unit we're you know, completely involved um, in the whole process of it. And we're basically from renovation to, you know, furniture where we're taking, um, that project on, we're hopefully opening up in December. So I can't wait for that. Uh, wow. That'd be a really great. Cool. Yeah. After like, we're thinking, uh, we have expected after, uh, December, basically 2023, we're going to be at around, you know, 55 to 60 units. So that's an exponential growth in, in a couple of months, which but again, working from working with that from already a year, year and a half with these with the owners um, that we we partnered with. Um, so you know that that's taken on, um, and that's really hopefully where where we you know continue to drive and go through the relationship with the owners. Um, you know had has maintained um, with the growth. You know obviously now you need to it's the hiring process. You know and getting the right personnel that um, so they're used. You know the owners are used to one person. And communicating with one person, um, but now you know, hey, this this is going to be your account manager. You know, let's go ahead and set up a, a monthly meeting 
so we could sit down, we can have the conversations, anything that you see or anything that you need us to, um, you know, to improve on, we can have that conversation there. That's like a big, big factor um, in, yeah. in the, the relationship as well. And then building, you know, that trust and that communication as well, because a lot of our owners, they don't even, you know, live in the state. Um, so having that, that trust in them is, is, is really important to us. 100%. And kind of said it better myself. Um, for, for you, what do you think makes the Tangy brand so special? Cause like, I, I know that it's special. I've gotten to see you guys in action. I see the properties you bring on. Like, I know you guys are special, but what do you feel like, like in, internally, if you could share just like maybe one thing that you've seen within Tangy that you haven't seen in other property management companies or even just like local operators, what would you say that would be? Yeah, we, we have, uh, you know, a, a basically a weekly meeting, um, on, on this, on that question. Exactly. And we're, you know, we, we, we want to focus on two things, you know, adding value to our guest experience and our, and our guest stay. And then also to, you know, building a core team, a great team that also has hospitality, has a hospitality background. And I think that's huge when you bring in a team uh, that has that experience that have worked in hotels, restaurants, et cetera. Um, it, it, it goes above and beyond, um, you know, with what you can do and, and what uh, the guest experience is going to be like. Um, you know, and then touching on the adding value to our, to, to our guests, you know, we want to create a different experience for them, not necessarily, you know, have heads and beds, um, yeah. as, 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 you know, one would say, but we want to add, um, you know, a certain different experience, a certain different element. Um, so we're working right now with multiple companies, you know, uh, one of them being uh, Roombox and shout out to them. Uh, we, we just partnered and started working with them. Uh, so basically adding. Uh, you know, amenities or adding uh, items in the in the refrigerator or, or groceries uh, pre-arrival of our guests. You know, that's an added added factor. If we have homes that don't have pools, uh, we send them a, a discounted code uh, for for the guests to be able to book a cabana in or in one of our lo- uh, local luxury hotels. Um, where we have a dog sitting service as well. So if your wow. the guest is bringing pets, we want to make sure that you know, hey, we have someone that can come walk your pets. Uh, et cetera. And then prehands, you know, any concierge service, uh, you know, rental, baby cribs, um, you know, setting up a, 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 a yacht experience or anything like that. We want to help them. I always say, you know, never want to, never want to tell the guest, no, uh, yeah. we want to find a solution for them and give them an alternative. If something can't be done, we can find an alternative. And that's really where, where our focus is and where, you know, a little bit of the difference between other competitors around. I love that. And you, you, you touched on something that I was going to tie into a question. Cause you said, how can we add more to the, the guest experience? Right. And I think you and I talked about uh, yeah. on our pre-chat more of a, you know, I think vacation rentals, even hotels, we could even tie them both into the same, I think conversation is that there's such a heavy focus on nightly rate, right? Like we have to right. get occupancy and we have to get a good ADR and have good rev par like that. Those three numbers or three acronyms, um, are usually the ones that we focus on the most. Right. Um, recently, I would say probably since COVID, we've all been looking for what are more sustainable ways outside of nightly rate that we can drive revenue and not just to drive revenue like heads and beds and all this other stuff and and really be like greedy with money for every second the guest is trying to do something. We want to get a dollar from them. Right. But actually adding some revenue that, property management companies like yours, like mine, like anybody's can actually 
have outside of nightly rate because we only get what 25 30 percent of that so cool. you know 25 30 percent like sounds great but you know for a growing company there definitely needs to be more streams That's so what great. do you guys do how do you focus on in-stay revenue what does that look like you know i think you guys are in a perfect market and the way you're describing everything from you know the cabana to dog services all that like right. that's your guys are in a perfect area for it um so i guess maybe like you know talking about your strategy or you're thinking about in-state revenue compared to just nightly rates and how that enhances the guest experience of course yeah and, and sometimes uh you know not even the guests themselves uh, when we have these reservations and book these reservations, you know, not necessarily are we looking to make a, an extra dollar um, off of them. There's a lot of opportunities when you're managing residential properties. Uh, you know, we have a lot of owners that, hey, uh, will tell us, hey, you know, I've never had time um, to do this. You know, now it's a perfect time. We're making uh, a lot of money or we're doing, uh, you know, really well with the short-term rental. Um, I wanted to, I want to go ahead and, and renovate the bathroom. I want to go ahead and add, add a new fence. So we strategically, um, when we're, you know, in the building process, we strategically, uh, hired handymen, um, mm. and hired, uh, maintenance, uh, staff that are basically, you know, well-rounded. It can wear many caps. Not only can our handyman, uh, you know, fix general, uh, general items, but they can also, you know, run and, 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 and drop off items for the guest or assist in our housekeeping. So, uh, when when our owners say, hey, you know, we want to add a fence or we want to renovate the bathroom, uh, that right there is, is a switch for us where I said, you know, hey, we have these great talented men um, and women that are, are helping with us um, in our company. Why not, you know, have them do the, the renovation? Why not have them do or build out the fence? And then we can add on a, a couple extra dollars on top of that um, on, 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 on the, the work and the materials and the labor itself. So that's yeah. one way that we were able to strategically, you know, Smart. generate, yeah, generate a little bit more over, um, over the, uh, the stay itself. Uh, but that's one way that, you know, we've been able to see a, a, a big, big growth, uh, uh, with, with as far as like financials and, and revenue. That's really cool. I didn't even think about that. That's like completely outside the guest experience. It's like, completely, completely. yeah, 100%. Okay. That's really, and then after those renovations, you're actually probably able to charge a better nightly rate because again you're getting a nicer product exactly. so yeah exactly yeah we're, we're yeah we're sitting you know that's that's uh that's that starts like right before we even do the renovations we're sitting with the owners and letting them know hey uh you know mile uh, from here you have a exact same property that looks you know much more renovated and much more updated uh yeah. than we are look at their look at the rate look at their occupancy and that way you know they can see the clear picture and it's not just coming from us you know, let, let's get this and, and that's where we're headed to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so smart. And, uh, a lot of owners don't like to listen, even if you show them, but <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that you can be patient and, and continue to drive that conversation, uh, it's always, it's always a perk. Right. Um, I want to, I want to dive into something a little bit more on the personal side from you. Um, something you said a couple times throughout the episode that, I wrote down and circled next to your name because I think it really defines a lot of your character, but you, you keep saying I'm always, I've always been curious since, you know, always been curious, always been curious. One way or another. Where do you think that drives from? Where do you think that comes from? Was it, you know, maybe dive into a little bit of your childhood. Like what was your childhood? Like, were you always a curious kid? Were you quiet? Were you out, you know, going, um, 
you know, did your mom or dad or anyone in, in particular kind of spark that curiosity inside of you when you were younger? Like kind of, yeah, unpack that a little bit for us. Right. Oh, great question. Uh, so, so a little bit into to my childhood, I was actually originally born um, in Cuba. So we, we immigrated from Cuba uh, here to United States into Miami when I was five years old. Um, you know, that obviously, uh, you know, a lot younger, but to anybody coming from a different country, uh, it's a complete culture shock or a culture shock and, and a complete different experience here. Uh, when, when you're coming from, from something to, to, you know, to, to something completely different, um, right, right there, that's, I, I think where, you know, more of, a, of, of an experience that, you know, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to kind of, uh, garner what, what basically the United States is all about. What is the, the, um, the experience like here? Um, a lot of times when I was younger, um, you know, I was really into sports and I was really social, I had a lot of friends. Um, and, and really it was all about like sports, um, and in that aspect, but my parents drove, you know, me to always, you know, excel and, and do, do the best I can at, at anything that I, that I did. Um, you know, the, the curiosity I think stemmed, uh, more, more than likely from, you know, my parents not really knowing, uh, the, what were, you know, the country itself or the United States is completely different experience. So I was almost, um, kind of the, the mediator to them. So a lot of the questions that they would have, uh, you know, that they didn't really know about, I was like, you know what, dad, I'll, I'll help you with that question. I'll find this information out. This is not, mm -hmm. um, and I'll help you guys out. Um, so, you know, helping them, uh, kind of build into, cause they came in, they came here when I was a lot older than, than what I was then, than, than five years old than, from what, when I was. So, uh, you know, a lot of that came from, from there, uh, I think, and then also uh, just my willingness to, to help and to, to learn, uh, you know, I think, uh, learning and being opening to open to learning uh, new experiences and new things, uh, really, you know, help your life and, and really help, uh, a lot of what you do, you know, things that you learn years ago, you never know, uh, might be of use to you, uh, today. Um, so always, you know, saying yes and being opening, open to, 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 to helping, to learning. Um, I think that's where a lot of it came from. I was going to say, I was just writing down to, you know, being the mediator, did you feel like there was a lot of pressure with that or did you actually oh, feel yeah. like it was a gift? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot more, more of uh, pressure than anything. Um, you know, pressure in itself from, uh, from my parents really, you know, not necessarily knowing, um, you know, not speaking the language either, which was a, a, a difficult task. Uh, but you know, having an older sister and. Um, and her, you know, excelling and, and doing very well as well. Um, and, and them requiring that assistance, there was a lot of pressure to make sure, you know, things were done right. Things were done accurate, um, and detailed. Um, so yeah, you could definitely say that. And, and, but now, you know, looking back on us having this conversation, I could say that it was a gift as well. Um, yeah. that's where a lot of, uh, a lot of experiences and, um, have, have been garnered from. I love that. And. The other part I was writing down, you know, you said you have this like learning mindset, right? So like always wanting to be learning, um, just having a willingness to learn. Was there ever a point when you came to the U.S. and you started, you know, being the mediator, and yet you're learning all this stuff? Was there ever a point maybe you were discouraged of, okay, like okay, I don't, I don't want to, I want to learn anymore. I just want to, I just want to take a break, or I don't want to, like, I'm tired of this like role that I'm playing. Uh, was there ever a, a kind of a, a a moment in that time where you did question that and then maybe something that refreshed you back to it any in any particular way yeah good question uh so 
not necessarily that that you know that I can think of. Um, you know, I, I think uh, being you know growing up here in Miami and local, a lot of for a lot of your friends and a lot of people uh, here have a very similar uh, story to them. Um, so you know, learning from from your peers and and I, I stem a lot of things back to to baseball and you know having a lot of discipline and learning a lot from from there. I think that was kind of my grounding. Um, you know, if every any any time I ever was discouraged, you know, I could always just refocus back into baseball. Um, you know, in practice and 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 kind of you know get my skills um, to kind of bring me back into where to where I needed. That's good. And now as an entrepreneur, what do you do to ground yourself when you get discouraged, or if you, because uh, grow, growing the way you you guys have grown, you know, you're building. I see. There's a, there's a big difference, and I want to kind of call this different differentiator out for the audience sake for anyone who's listening and is in the industry or anyone who's listening and is just new to the industry there's a big difference right. between tangy and an airbnb host who is just doing airbnb um right. and and we've had this conversation on i've interviewed people on the show that only are on airbnb there's nothing wrong with it but i think there's a big difference when you're creating this brand outside of a platform versus you're creating like you can have the same standards that tangy has and do it and just be on airbnb but the fact that you're creating a name outside of it um really does make a shift in the whole company like there's there's a big difference and i just want to call that difference out but for um you know for you guys as you've grown so quick um you have the standards you're paying attention to detail you're doing owner relations properly you know, you're going above and beyond for guest experience, but then you're also managing, you know, fence right. projects and remodel projects, mm -hmm. and doing all this other stuff. So there's a lot going on and that's just scratching the surface. I'm sure right. behind the scenes, we're not seeing the amount of phone calls and emails and texts and <laughs> all the other stuff that you're getting. Um, so from, from an entrepreneur standpoint, you know, what, what keeps you grounded? Um, what helps you refresh so that way you can continue to have that mindset of always, always being curious, but always learning. Um, I'm always curious to see, you know, what everyone says to a question yeah. like that. Of course. Yeah. I think, uh, well, the, the key is balance, mm -hmm. right? It's, um, a lot of, uh, balance between your personal life and your work life. Um, having an amazing relationship with your team that you can entrust, uh, you know, your team to be able to, to, to basically do what you do, um, on a day to day. Um, and, and a lot of, uh, mentors, a lot of, you know, uh, relationships that I've built throughout, uh, throughout my time, I've set myself up to, to have a lot of friends and have a lot of leaders, um, um, besides me to help me and guide me uh, through that. And that's, um, extremely, extremely ex important to, to, you know, to our growth and what we've done. Um, I, I take in a lot of, uh, you know, I give a lot of credit also to my wife that when there is uh, a lot of stuff going down, um, you know, she is, uh, she is my, my, I, I said she's my uh, my ventee. She hears everything. If something were to happen to me tomorrow, I'm sure she can go on and 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 run this puppy with a without any <laughs> um, any issue. But you know, finding that balance and you know having your personal life with your family and you know and, and spending that that quality time and being able to just you know shut it off and disconnect um, is a, is a really big thing. As an entrepreneur, you know you're always kind of running on a hundred and you always have have the back of your mind. You're always thinking of something that's going on. Uh, but that's really, um, you know, now that we've grown and we've been able to add uh, so much, uh, so many team members, I've been able to, you know, kind of take a step back and see, you know, things operate in its, in its way with all the standards and the procedures. 
uh, that we put in place. So that's really important. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, how long did it take you to be able to turn it off when you're when you're not working? Oh, I say the take first. It took a while. It took a while. That's I would say a good three three and a half years. Um, you know, I was I was you know just me and and, a, and two other teammate uh, team members that were running and, and and doing the whole operations and putting the show together. Um, so I was heavily involved. Um, you know, doing doing you know anything that you everything that you could imagine when it comes to managing a property. Um, so three years into it, finally I've been able to you know sit back and now you know more than anything monitor. Um, and, yeah. and like I tell them all the time, I'm your support. You know, I, I don't, I'm not scared to, you know, grab, a grab a tool, tool, toolkit and go out and try to fix it and do my best and, you know, go on YouTube and learn, uh, what can I do and what are the, the remedies to fix something? So I don't, I don't mind getting my hands dirty. Um, but really, you know, it, it took a while to, to get at this point for sure. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, especially <laughs> with a, a 24 seven business, that's the hardest part. Oh yeah. I think. You know, it's not just check in and check out. It's check in, and then every minute they until they check out, and even oh, yeah. the, a, even after and before booking. So it's it's a constant journey, I think, with our our business. And um, but props to you, man. Like I think there's so many entrepreneurs out there, um, and I can even say I'm guilty of this, where it, you get to a point where you build a company, right, and you don't properly build the team. Like you built a right. company, oh. but really you built a job. And now the team part, like that's the hardest aspect, um, especially like finding the right people that stay around for a while rather than just like constantly hiring for the same position over and over and over right. again. Um, so, you know, props to you, yeah. man, for, for being Thank able you. to Thank you. like really, yeah. really do that. And I credit also a great book, you know, for anyone who's listening also, and that's in that process with, with, with what you're talking about, uh, this book called Traction, which I'm sure you, mm. you, you've yes. heard of it. Um, so that, that book, EOS, you know, maybe. oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that book really, you know, put, put things into perspective and really kind of dumbed everything down. Um, you know, you, like I said, you were so many different ads, um, uh, but that book gives you perspective and lets you kind of, uh, you know, put margins and departments to every aspect that you're doing. It was a really, really big help for me, honestly. I love that. If you had <laughs> one, one piece of advice for anyone in the short-term rental industry or hospitality in general, um, from your experience, from what you're seeing now, um, you know, what would that, what would that piece of advice be for anyone, whether they're, they're, you know, experienced or, or new. Right. So I think, you know, the openness, uh, what I kind of, you know, talked about earlier, the openness, uh, you know, to learn or to, to, to adapt and to take in, um, you know, different, different, uh, opportunities, uh, you know, hospitality is not for everyone. There's a lot of patience. Uh, involved in it, as you as you know, uh, will. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, you're you're stepping into to the hospitality world. You know, uh, definitely come in with that you know, the, the openness to learn um, and and the patience to be able to to you know to to deal with a lot of different personalities and different uh, situations that you're you're dealt with. And all of those experiences, you'll see. You know, ten, five, six years, whatever it may be, after down the line. Uh, you'll see that that same situation will come, will come into play and you'll say, ah, I remember this happened like three years ago and I knew how I, I dealt with it. And I remember I made that mistake three years ago. This time I know I'm going to deal with it differently this way. And, and, and you never know it's, you know, you're in those situations that, um, will, will be able to, to help you in the future. So I think, um, 
you know, those, those would be my best advice for, for someone trying to get into the hospitality world. I love it. Well, uh, where can people find you if they want to connect? Um, obviously we're going to put everything in the show notes, but if you had one spot, you could send anyone to that's listening right now, uh, that they could easily grab off of Apple or Spotify. Where would you, where would you take them? Yeah, for sure. So definitely LinkedIn. Um, I'm big on LinkedIn. Uh, you could, you could definitely find me. Oh yeah. LinkedIn is, <laughs> is, is, is the big one. I, uh, used to be heavy into to Instagram and we still are, you know, but it's, uh, it promotes a lot more on, uh, on the branding side, but mm-hmm. definitely if you want to reach out to me directly, um, on LinkedIn, uh, my full name is Victor Feria and you can find me, uh, you can find me very easily through there. Yeah. And I'll make sure we put everything in the show notes and, and this- awesome. Easy click and go. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. But Victor, uh, seriously, man, super appreciative of you joining the show and sharing your story and going down, you know, the personal rabbit hole and then the, also the the professional rabbit hole. It's always fun to kind of grab, um, you know, different aspects of entrepreneurs in of our space. And uh, I think you have a great story. But, dude, I'm super excited to see you in Miami at the Book Direct show here in just a couple of weeks. So I can't wait I'm to excited. shake your hand and have a drink one more time. So it's going to be great. Absolutely well. Thank you so much for that. I'll, I'll look, I'm looking forward also to, to, to seeing you over here and it's going to be a fun time. I appreciate yeah, it. Right. Thank you again for having me on the show. Of course. All right, Slick Talkers, you heard it here first. Make sure you check out everything in the show notes, like and subscribe to everything that Victor has talked about. I'll even put a link in the show notes to Traction in the book. It's a great book. Uh, highly recommend it. And we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.